Where's the opportunity to increase or add value? You see, I don't believe in perfect products again, but I do believe in perfect planning through balance and diversification. You see, I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be better than what you have. Understand what you have and more importantly, what you don't. And I can point that out. There you go. And then you've got that fourth pillar, the close, the call to action. What do I say to get people to write checks? So for me, if I built a solid relationships with you, solid relationship with you, understand where you are, understand where you want to be, and I've uncovered frailties, it's not a matter of if you're going to buy. It's a matter of how much and when, right? And so for me, it's, it's, a, it's a numbers game, right? It's seeing people, but I genuinely, authentically want to help people, right? I mean, I'm in this business because I want to be a millionaire and I want to be successful. Today, the money I make is simply a byproduct of me helping people. Every time I help someone, I get paid, right? Wow, right? What a horrible position I'm in. This is the Better Wealth Podcast with Caleb Williams. Hey everyone, welcome to the Better Wealth Podcast. And oh my goodness, it was a quite a fun interview I had with a good buddy of mine, E. Selfie Taylor. And and just just to let you know, this guy is in our our space. Um, he does uh, life insurance. He has an investment firm, and he also travels around the country speaking to um, life insurance agents, to financial advisors, and teaches a method which he calls the Taylor Method that helps people not only get in front of more people but do a better job actually solving their problems. He has a four-step process. Uh, he talks about the approach, fact-finding, finding the opportunity, and closing. And in this interview, is we talk a lot about if you were in this space from an insurance agent or a financial advisor. So he talks about you know making money as far as goals. And, and really, really because I know that there's people that are listening to this that are in the same business that I am. And I just got to spend the full day uh, actually, a day and a half with him about two months ago, we went to see a Packer game and it was just a lot of fun. And I just was so I was encouraged and excited. And and I'm like, man, we got to get you on, on my show and we got to start capturing some of these things. Um, he was in on um, one of his offices and um, the audio, you, you the audio, he didn't have a microphone. And so the audio is is not crystal clear, but you, you can get the you can get the big picture. And and overall, I would love to hear your biggest takeaway. My biggest takeaway was win the day win the day. One of the things that well, every time someone called him, he would, he would, they would ask, like, hey, how's your day going? He'd say, it's the best day of my life. And he really, truly meant that. And that carried in into everything that he did. And, and I'm not all, all about just like lying to yourself, but making, making a, a commitment and a choice every single day to win the day is, was my biggest takeaway. And, and again, if you're in our business or even if you're not in our business and you're curious about what someone who's been super successful, this last year he made over $3 million doing a business where the average median income is less than 50,000. If you really want to see what, what, what's the difference between elite versus average, uh, you're going to enjoy, uh, what's to come. Hey, my friend, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, brother. So we met in Green Bay, Wisconsin. You, uh, we both, we, I flew in from Denver, you flew in from California and we got to witness the Green Bay Packers beat the lions in a very unique Monday night game. And I have to say, spending that day with you was a blast. And I walked away saying, I have to have you on the show. And so thank you so much for uh, being on here. And I'm looking forward to uh, what we unpack today. Sure, man. I appreciate it. So you speak around the country and you really talk about, you You help, you, you work with a lot of people as it relates to you have a wealth 
firm that you work with people as it relates to helping them with money. But you also speak to financial advisors, life insurance agents on the philosophy of selling and what you've learned. And that's where I really want to focus on today is, is what you, what, what you've learned, what you kind of teach in, in what you call the Taylor method and, and kind of walk us through that because and talking to you, I'm like, this will apply to any part of my life, whether it's relationships, whether it's selling, whether it's if I'm in another business. And, and when I think of someone being their number one asset, I'm like, this is what needs to be taught. And so I'll, I'll tee it up. Why don't you, why don't you share um, with my audience your little background and why you're such a, an amazing baller in this space? I mean, you have a LinkedIn has done an ad for you and it's on t- TV. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. My story is, uh, Interesting one, you know, this, uh, this year marks the start of my 20th year in business. So it's crazy to think that I came in this industry, financial services, 22 years old, right out of college. And I had one simple modest goal at that time. And I was to become a millionaire by the time I was 25. And I figured three years was ample time, you know, to get there. Challenge is, is, you know, I, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial household. I didn't have a business to take over. I had no mentor, if you will. I, I had a burning desire to be successful and to change my stars, but I get no path. And so I found my way into financial services really by chance. You know, a professor of mine in college introduced me to a managing director of a firm. And that kind of led me into the business, you know, asked me in the interviewing process if I wanted to be a financial advisor. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, what is, you know, what is that? I didn't, you hear that term, but like, what, what does that mean? Like, what do you actually didn't know? Right. So I didn't really know what I was doing until literally probably months into it where I was like, oh, like this, <laughs> okay, this is, I guess, what I'm doing now. Um, and yeah, I did I did okay in my first year, did a little bit better, did a little bit better, and started my career in New York life in LA. And by the time I was 27, I was number one in LA. And by the time I was 30, I was top 50 in the country. You know, um, Ultimately, I like to say I was a shark in a fish tank, right? I, I wanted to grow and do things and expand. And you know, I'd really outgrown the system, learned a lot, but you know, I had just a different vision. And you know, I have my system that you referenced, the Taylor Method. Um, the, the Taylor Method is a, the culmination of my career's triumphs and failures. And really how that came about is in my time at New York Life, I got asked to speak at a regional meeting and there were four or five office managers there. And each one of them asked me to go speak at their respective offices after that event and so forth. And so over the course of the next five or six years, I ended up speaking at you know, several offices throughout the country. And, and I found myself, two things, one, repeating myself a lot, like I just same thing over and over again. And the second thing is I found that I wasn't giving people takeaways. Like I'd leave the office or walk off stage and standing ovation and people were moved. But I felt like if I went back to that same group a month later and was like, give me my best talking point. They go, I mean, you were good. I remember that. Like, well, it doesn't matter if I'm good. Like, are you taking these things and applying them to your, to your practice? Right. And so I'm, right. like, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write this down and, and sell a book. Right. That's how it started. And that gave way to you know videos and podcasts and webinars and all these things and you know my time in your life you know I'm a securities broker and so you have to have your outside business activities approved and so I submitted this uh, request to have that that outside business approved and New York Life declined it you know run the business and head agency comes out to do lunch with me one day and he's like I know you're frustrated because you know we're not letting you do this Taylor method he's like what what do you want to do man do you want to be a, a big million dollar producer right? Do you want to have a district agency with a lot of advisors working under you? Do you want to be a motivational speaker and coach? It's like, what do you want to do? And I said, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take prize <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. take, I'll take these or all the above. And so that's kind of what I'm doing now, right? I've got my retail practice, Taylor Insurance and Financial Services. I've been blessed, you know, like I said, 20 years in the business. I'm a top of the table producer. There's about 1500 top of the table producers in the world. You know, I'm one of them, right? I mean, these are guys who are doing a million dollars plus in revenue. Um, you know, I've got my own broker general agency now. So I've got about 130 advisors throughout the country that write through my general agency, Taylor Brokerage. I've got this aforementioned uh, Taylor Method and the Taylor Method, the taylormethod.com is an online portal. It's a subscription model. It's care agnostic, product agnostic. But to your point, it's about process. It's about language. I would be a master selling anything. I'd be successful anything because I yep. understand the sales process. The product is of little consequence. The company you work for, a little consequence. It's process. It's your ability to, it's these four pillars, right? The approach. What am I saying to get in front of people, right? And for me, it's like, dude, I'm, I'm had, I have maybe 25 to 30 meetings a week, right? I mean, hell, a, a, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? You can't see that many people and not have something good happen. So one approach, activity, right? I'm shaking hands, kissing babies. That's what I do, right? Every day, engaging people. Um, two, the fact finding, that's the second pillar is asking questions, right? I, I don't, I don't sell products. I solve problems and I can't begin to solve a problem if I don't understand where you are today and more importantly, where you want to be. That's that second pillar. The third pillar is the opportunity within the way people have answered those questions. Where's the opportunity for the sale? Where's the opportunity to increase or add value? You see, I don't believe in perfect products again, but I do believe in perfect planning, through balance and diversification. You see, I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be better than what you have. <laughs> Understand what you have and more importantly, what you don't. And I can point that out. There you go. And then you've got that fourth pillar, the close, the call to action. What do I say to get people to write checks? So for me, if I built a solid relationship with you, solid relationship with you, understand where you are, understand where you want to be, and I've uncovered frailties, it's not a matter of if you're going to buy. It's a matter of how much and when. Right. And so for me, it's, it's a, it's a numbers game, right? It's seeing people, but I genuinely authentically want to help people. Right. I mean, in this business, cause I want to be a millionaire and I want to be successful today. The money I make is simply a byproduct of me helping people. Every time I help someone, I get paid. Right. Wow. Right. What a horrible position. I'm in, right? And so I say, it's interesting. There's a one industry I say, it's okay to be greedy because the more money I make, then the more well, that's capitalism when you think about it is if money follows value, you create value in the world, money's going to follow that. And it is so apparent, man, just spending the day with you and just hearing you talk. And what, what do you say when someone says, hey, how's your day going? Yeah, man, that's the best day of my life, man. Every day. Is <laughs> and, and I wish you could see the smile yeah. that comes across yeah. your face. Like, it's, yeah. it's incredible. I would love to unpack these four steps. Mm -hmm. I, it's funny. I think people are terrible at all four. Mm -hmm. Most people in our business don't, you can't figure out a way to get people to come see them. They're not actually figuring out the problems that you're solving. They're, they go right into the quote unquote solution, but who cares about a solution if you're not solving a problem? So they're messing up step two and three. And then, I mean, their closing is just awful, but, but really it's, it, it's not really, it doesn't matter at that point. If you get to the close and you don't do one, two or three, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Right. I think, um, I happen to be great at all of them. Right. right? Now, the funny thing is that I, some talents, I think, and this goes across the board for everyone, all of us have different gifts and talents. And so sometimes I'll meet people that man, they're like, e Sophie, I have no problem getting in front of people. Right. Like I've met shaking hands, kissing babies. I can book appointments. I can get in front of people. 
but people don't buy. I'd have a full calendar, but I, you know, I'm just not successful. So that person's ability to identify maybe opportunities and close is flawed. You have other people that go, no, he's selfie. Like when I sit down, people, I engage them. They like me, like they buy. My problem is I have four meetings a week, right? And so they just don't have enough at bats, right, to sustain their practice. It's really to your point. It's it's all of them. You have to be great at all of those things, right? And seeing people and identify. And, and so it is about it is about like if I have an average meeting, let's say it's an hour and 20 minutes might be, let's say my average meeting. I mean, I'm not getting into solution until maybe like the last 15, 20 minutes. It's really a lot of rapport building, fact finding. Okay. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You know, what keeps it's really understanding what drives that person and solution is there. I, what I affectionately call this is a drowning man's issue. And you're Hmm. by that drowning man's issue. If you were in a boat, right in the middle of the ocean and the boat tipped over, right? And you're flailing away for your life. And I came by in a lifeboat with a life preserver. Do you care if that life preserver is yellow, green, purple, orange, blue? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Manny Sylvie, please. Oh, don't. And this is the position that we're in. Understand this, right? 40% of the US population has no life insurance at all. None. None. One of the things I say in the Taylor Method is I don't have to be perfect. Again, I just have to be better than what you have. And I'm confident I can beat nothing. If you have nothing, I'm pretty sure I can beat that, right? So think about it. If you've got a family or kids or business, and if you don't come home, what happens to your family, right? You have nothing. You're in no position to tell me you don't like the yellow life preserver. You're in no position to tell me you don't like the pink life preserver. This is it, right? So you don't like that I'm young. You don't like that I'm black. You don't like my time, whatever. I got this, right? And I'm in a boat, right? So take it or, or right? It's you. Because here's the thing mistakenly people think like, oh, you know, you're in sales or you're getting a commission. Like commission, think about this. Any deal I do represents maybe 1%, maybe 1% of my income. Yet the work I do for you, the policy I provide to you replaces 100% of your income. You see, if you don't buy this policy from me, I'll be okay. I have a 12 o'clock appointment. But if you don't buy, right, what happens to you And calamity hits? This is getting shut down. House is getting foreclosed on. Kids are coming out of school. Who needs who? Nobody is doing you a favor, right? As an advisor, by seeing you, you're doing them a favor. I walk into my office, the client's in my lobby. I say, you're welcome. They say, for what? I'm like, you'll see, right? That's (laughs) why we're here, right? (laughs) Does that ever turn people off? I mean, the reality of it is- You say it with a big smile. The reality of it is is that you know your audience, right? There's a time to be brash. There's a time to be bold. There's a time to be humble. There's a time to be quiet. And I think to some degree, it's like any successful advisor in this space is like, a, I'd say, a PhD in psychology, right? Because you have to get to know who you're, you're speaking to. One of the things I have in my ebook is I talk about this section of personality types and knowing, am I dealing with a, am I dealing with a, a, a driver? Am I dealing with, a, with, a, with an analytical? Am I dealing with an with a emotional person? Am I dealing with an amiable person? Who am I talking to? identifying and then shifting. If I took that brash nature with another driver, we would just clash, right? hundred percent. We would clash. Yeah. So I know, okay, when I, when do I need to acquiesce? Then I know there's times where you got to call people out, right? Well, watch, I mean, my, my wife could, you know, she could sell the house and move in with her in-laws and the in-laws, right? Wow. Okay. She could sell the house and move in the in-laws if you weren't here. Okay. Is that what you want? Silence. Yeah. Yeah. Right? What is that what she wants? Right? Right? And when you think about it, right? A couple million dollars, even basic term insurance, what does it cost? Right? You know, on a 35 year old, 
hundred bucks a month, right? Three dollars a day. So let me ask you a question, right? Are you willing to set aside three dollars a day to, to protect your family for what you pay for yourself? Are you willing to set that aside to protect your family? Yeah, I guess I'll do that. Great. Let's get started. Okay. And the crazy thing is you go, well, that's not a big case, you Sophie. I want to write big. <laughs> if I wrote that case once a day, which isn't unreasonable if you're talking to people, to send, get someone to pay a hundred bucks, you know, 500 bucks a, 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 a week, right? So what is that annualized, right? So you've got uh, 6,000, you know, premium, $3,000. Even if you're for 50% commission, right? you're $3,000 a week in commission. Right, right. That pays the bills. <laughs> yeah. 12,000 a month. How many people in this business are making twelve? Yeah, what's the month? average salary? Right? The median income in our industry is forty-eight thousand dollars a year. That means half the people make more, half the people make less. Eight thousand dollars a year, right? The average, the average uh, advisor six uh, was it six months, sixty percent failure rate. Three years, eighty percent failure rate. And 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 it's because no one has a process, and we are being taught from the companies to talk about products and not talk about solutions. Well, in, in large part, and a lot of the companies do a good job of manufacturing products, to be honest, but the sales collateral and the language we're taught is by people who've never done it. And that's what really makes the Taylor Method resonate. How does it work? Because I did it and I do it. I made $52,000 my first year in business. I made $3 million last year. So how did I go from making $50,000 a year to $50,000 a week to $50,000 a day sometimes? It's this process. So people go, okay, does this work? Yep. Because here's what said yesterday right and 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 so that's you know so that's it i mean i'm not better or worse than anyone else i'm just me my eyes on the prize i i i sometimes i talk about big numbers and this is one thing i'd want to impart to people people oh man fifty thousand a week or a day that's crazy talk like that's i don't relate to that why don't you relate to that right my first yes mindset you there's two Mm -hmm. steps successful in this process belief overcome belief conflict in yourself do you believe you can help every single person you see, right? People, uh, yeah, no, as sure as you are that two plus two is four, that's how sure you need to be that you can help every single person you see. Number two, the second belief conflict is that of your clients. Do they believe in you? Do they trust in you, right? Those two belief conflicts, right? But these things, this belief doesn't, it's not about aptitude, right? There's plenty of super smart people in this business that make 30 grand a year. There's plenty of people that have tremendous world markets and relationships that make 50 grand a year, Right? It's it's about what you do. It's a work. It's the relationships that you have, and 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 your language and process that that really dictates right um, your your success in this industry. It's funny because I wrote ten dollar month policies. I wrote twelve dollar month policies, and people go, "But no, Sophie, you're different." You're, no, I invite anyone to come to my office, look at my planner book. I keep it as a reminder. Anyone, you see that eight dollar month premium? I laugh at it. I literally just paid for two cases today. Wrote a husband and wife. The husband was a little overweight and the wife had high cholesterol. So their premiums were about 20% higher than we anticipated, right? Them being ultra preferred, right? That ended up being like, they're even, it wrote like 10 million a term. So the premium's not even much, but it might be like an extra four or 5,000 a year of premium that they have, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, okay, whatever, right? And I'm laughing to myself. I'm thinking four or 5,000 a year. And they're like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, there were months. But I didn't write four thousand dollars, and today it's like an add-on. Like, yeah, it's only an extra four grand. And the reason is, is because the guy's making a million dollars a year. So when you're making a million dollars a year, what's four grand a year to you? Nothing, right? It's a ring error, right? You want somebody's last hundred dollars a month? <laughs> you better be good. 
That's why it's easier to make a million dollars in this business a year than it is to make 50,000. Making 50,000 is tough, right? Right? If mm-hmm. I have to get you to decide between paying your life insurance premium and direct TV, um, right? Right. Right. But you talk to somebody who's making 50, $100,000 a month, I'll sell them a $50,000 annual premium over lunch. Okay, so let's let's take a step back and your your four steps are are super key. And I would say a lot of people have a problem with step number one. Across the board, I think we both can agree that most people in life don't don't do this well. And so from a business owner's perspective, let's let's take the financial services because that's where where you're tailored. You like the the fun there. That's where you tailor your uh, tailor method. Uh, but how does how does a an, an agent, an advisor get in front of the right person? How do they get if you were having four meetings a week, how do you how do you ten x that? So I have a few ways of getting in front of people. One, personal observation, right? You're just exchanges with people. I always say I'm shaking hands, kissing babies. I'm out. I'm networking. I'm socializing. One of the biggest things for me is just being engaging, talking to people, asking about themselves. Right. right? We have this hedonistic thing where, like, how can I tell people about what I do? Stop that. Ask people about themselves. Hey, Caleb, how you doing? What What do you do? How's work, right? Oh, that's what you do. Caleb, who can I introduce you to? How can I help you grow your business? Wait, what? You ask people questions like that, you will find yourself in a category of one, right? Whether it be like my kids, where the the, the, the party or something. Like I love, I love weekends, right? My girl's like, oh, we have a birthday party. I'm like, sweet. My daughter's like, I want, she started a new school. She's like, I want to have a sleepover. I'm like, how many girls? She said 12. I said, bring them. So their parents are dropping them off and stay for a while, right? Why? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if I've got to pay $30,000 a year in tuition for my daughter to go to that school, what do those other parents have to pay? Right. <laughs> a year in tuition. That means what can they afford? That means they can afford big annual premiums. <laughs> and so for me, it's just, that's just organic ways of just building relationships with people. Right. And networking, networking and, and developing centers of influence. He's so, I don't understand. I mean, I call on all these CPAs. I call on all these estate planning attorneys and I tell them what I do and I give them my cards and they don't send me business. I don't know what, what to do. Like, Givers get. You know how I develop relationships yeah. with CPAs and attorneys and ever and, and lenders? I send them business. My fact right. finding process, which we have on the Taylor Method, we have a proprietary fact finder that we use, but I, I, I'm not only looking for opportunities for me to sell insurance or for me to do investments, I'm looking for opportunities to bring in other networking partners. I'm asking right. people, oh, you looking to buy or sell a home? I'm asking people, oh, you do own a home? What's your mortgage interest rate? I'm asking people, do you have an estate plan? Oh, you don't? Or you do, but it was done 10 years ago? Wow. I'm asking people, oh, you have a company, but I see you own it in your name. You ever thought about having an entity, a corporation, LLC for tax planning and asset protection? I'm looking for that. Oh, you have a company? Who does your payroll? You have a company? Who does your uh, your workman's comp, right? You have, you, you, know, you have a company? Who does your who medical, right? You own a home? Who does your car insurance? It's so many. I mean, I'm three, four, five, a dozen opportunities every single time with every client. And, and you go, Sylvie, you do all those things? You do trust and mortgages and real estate? No, I don't. I do insurance and investments. But I use those questions to create opportunity. Now, here's the thing. Twofold, uh, threefold. This is what this does. Number one, my client's like, wow, this person wants to help me outside of their own interest, right? Right. Number two, I'm creating opportunity for other people in my network. Because here's the thing. A good client for me is a good client for my CPA, is a good client for my estate planning attorney, is a good client for my mortgage lender. 
But what does that mean? That means their good clients are also what? Yep, good. Yeah. So givers get. So when I give my mortgage lender three referrals for refinances this this month, right? And I call him like, hey, I'm having trying to have a strong year end. Who should I be talking to in your network? What's he gonna tell me? Tell me no. So, and then moreover, think about the opportunity business-wise selfishly that I am creating. If my client's borrowing at 5% on a 30-year fix and prevailing rates are now three and a half, if they were to refinance that, not only am I creating a deal for that mortgage lender, I'm saving them money. Caleb, I know you told me that they're pretty tight and that you don't think you can afford $1,000 a month in premium. Right. I could show you a way to put $1,000 a month into your plan without you spending any more money than you're spending right now. Would you do it? Right. hundred percent. And that, that goes back to everyone wins. You're being more, the client's winning because they're, they're redirecting money into a better place. You're yeah. winning. Your, can, your network is winning. That's powerful. Everybody's winning. Everybody's winning. So I help the client, right? Save money. I built an insurance and retirement plan. I created commerce for the mortgage lender. And now I'm going back to the mortgage lender. Hey, you did that loan for Caleb too, right? What you charge about one point on that? Yeah. Did that pension plan for you this year or what? (laughs) Right. Right. So I'm shaking hands, kissing babies, creating multiple opportunities like this. Right. And I think one thing that you guys have to know, and I don't know if this translates through the podcast, but you don't come across as when you follow up, you're not, people aren't like not answering your phone calls because you're such a giver and you don't, you're giving without expectation, but you're following up. And I think a lot of people are afraid to follow up and be like, okay, I'm just going to let, no, people need to be reminded because people are lazy. But yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it is one. It's I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely want to help people. But again, givers get. I know the more selfless I am, the more I give, the more I share, the more I'll be given. And to your point, I'm not keeping score. I don't call the estate planning attorney like, hey, I gave you three referrals. You owe me yeah. three referrals. Hey, I don't care. Make your money. Do a good job. Help my client. Do a wonderful job for my client. Have my client call me back like, thank you so much, Sophie, for that referral. That's how you pay me back, right? And I just feel like in time, it will even out, right? right? It, will all, it will all even out. So you said your first year, you made $50,000. $52,000. And $52,000, uh, which in California is maybe like 30000 I don't know. Uh, and, then, and then your last year, you made over $3 million. Yeah. Talk to me. Let's take a step back and let's make this application, not just in our business, but across the board for other entrepreneurs listening to this. What's the biggest changes in your mindset? Because I was pointing to my brain when you were talking and you were agreeing. It's, it has everything to do with how we I fit. mean, the key is, is if you were to go back into my 22-year-old body, right? I'm 42 years old now, right? But if you go back to me, 22, I was just as brash, just as confident, believe. The challenge for me is I didn't know how to do it. If you asked me if I was going to be a multimillionaire, I would have told you yes. If you told me, are you sure? I said, undoubtedly. Well, if you said next, okay, fine. How are you going to do it? I would have shrugged my shoulders and said, I, you know, I, I don't know because I didn't know. And really why I created the Taylor Method. Right. When I was at New York Live for C industry, industry publications and I'd see, oh, this guy made a million dollars, this guy had a hundred thousand a month. So I knew it was possible, but I, I, I didn't know how, like, how do you, how did you do that? And it wasn't for me until I had my first hundred thousand a month. And I was like, ah, okay. It's this every month that makes a your practice. Okay. I mm-hmm. got it. So I just live by the mantra, win the day, win the day, take whatever your annual revenue goals are, whatever they are, right? And divide it by 200, assuming you're going to work 200 days a year, right? So you're going to take some weekends off, holidays, but you're going to work 200 days a year, right? Take whatever your revenue goal, divide it by 200, and that's going to come, you're going to come up with your daily revenue goal. My revenue goal is a minimum of $3 million in first year commissions, right? 
So 200,000 divided into to, uh, 300, 3 million rather divided into 200 is $15,000 a day. That's what I need to make $15,000 a day. I don't do annual plans. I don't do quarterly plans. I don't do monthly plans. I don't do weekly plans. I just want to win the day. I want three appointments a day with each one of the three giving me a potential 15K outcome. That's what I'm looking for. Because even for me, with all the experience and accolades and things that I had in this business, if you said make three million bucks, whew, that's daunting. I, where, where, where do I start, right? Yeah, 100%. Hey, can I take a $15,000 annual premium today? Yeah, I can do that. Can I roll $200,000 into an annuity today? Yeah, yeah, I can do that, right? I'm focusing in on the things I control. Now, the reality is some people will go, okay, Sophie, 15000 I get it. But come on, bro, you... Let's talk honestly. You make $15,000 every day. You make $15,000 every day. And the God honest answer is no, I don't make $15,000 every day. Some days I make 100000 And some days I make 50000 And some days I make ten, And some days I make two, And some days I make nothing. But the idea is three appointments a day, every day, each one being a potential 15K outcome. Mm-hmm. I don't get too high on the highs. I don't get too low on the lows. Every time you get a new client, you just lost your best prospect. So just replace them. You have a $50,000, $100,000 day. I don't go, Ooh, yes. Boom. Did it, man. I'm taking two weeks off next. Cause if you haven't recognized this already, every day you take, take off in this business, it takes you two to catch up. So for me, it's just stay the course, do the little things, stay, 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 you know, trust the process course. Right. And, and that's what I think is so unique about your, your win the day idea, because then it, it then it really doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't seem too daunting. And then you know what to focus on. And here's another thing is I'm grateful that you're on here, but it makes you prioritize your day. You're not going to go do X, Y, or Z. If you have a daily goal and you know, those things aren't going to lead to good. It, it just makes you be um, tighter with your time. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing we have. We have the same, right? I don't have more hours in a day than anyone else. Right. So people go, man, dude, you own six companies. You're on the, you have your own nonprofit. You sit on the board of three others You teach yoga. You got three kids. Like, how do you do it? It's, I choose. See, I, I'm not idle. I'm not, I'm not wasting time. Right. Every day, right. Is I'm, I'm productive. You know, I'm productive every minute from my office hours are eyes open, eyes shut. Wake up the moment I go to bed, I'm getting it, right? I'm living my best life. And I don't know, like I said, I was on a, doing a call earlier today and I was like, I don't know, man, this turning 42, I don't know, maybe a midlife crisis or what, but like, man, people are getting sick and people are dying and people's lives, I mean, dude, you got to crush the day, guys. I know. Live it. Like, what are you waiting for? Right? What are you waiting for? Right? I mean, the only difference between try and triumph is a little oomph. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, you just got to <laughs> do it, right? Go, right? Hard, hard, hard work is defeated, man. Let's go. I, I love the nuggets. This is what I, I experienced. Uh, you, you drove me to the airport and I got to spend an hour and a half of extra, just just uh, amazing content that is just dropping out of your mouth. I wish we could have had a microphone and yeah. just, just recorded our whole conversation. Uh, real, real quick, what's your favorite book? A uh, book that probably resonated the most with me in my career that I came across uh, is uh, The Big Leap. The Big Leap, written by a guy named Gay Hendricks. He talks about uh, these three zones. You've got the zone of competency, where you're just kind of getting by in life, right? you got the zone of excellence, which most people would confuse as the pinnacle. It's probably like where I was in New York life. Like by all accounts, I was doing pretty well. And most people were like, wow, you're ultra successful. I felt like I was a bum. 
right? And you're like, how? Why? I just knew there was more. You got this zone of genius. And in the zone of genius, it's not just making more money, but you're tapping into all your gifts and talents and you're living your, your best life. And that's what we all strive to be. One of the other things that was really powerful in that book that I took from it was this thing he calls the upper limit issue, where when life is going well or when we are getting close to approaching that zone of genius, we will sabotage ourselves. I don't even need you to stay in my way. I don't need someone else to wreck my joy. I'll do it myself, right? Because we are like, it can't be this good or but I'm not, that, right? And we'll create issue ourselves. And so just being mindful of those things is, is you know, is, is important, right? And so that's why I'm so big on being positive and manifesting and, and sharing with people, right? And helping people and giving because what are, you, what are you afraid of, right? A candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. Mm, yes a candle loses nothing by lighting it so what am i afraid of people are like you're you give all your stuff everything that i say everything that i do in my practice i share yeah i'm like i'm gonna give a tailor method but i'm gonna hold back a couple of my best like no there's nothing that i do in practice or that i've learned that i have not openly shared right now whether someone wants to take it and run with it or not that's up to you right but, right but it's there i'm i'm trying to be to you and others into this industry, what I wish I had. Yep. I, I so appreciate that, man. One of the things that we talked about and, and it's so true, it's you can give someone the best information, but how many people actually implement over a long period of time? That's what's difficult is we almost get in our own way. Yeah. yeah. No, I would say knowledge without application is useless. Now you're all on notice. You know right. that the Taylor method exists. If you're if you're in the financial service business and you're not buying this Taylor method, you you got to look yourself in the mirror right now. I want to end this this conversation. And again, thank you so much for being on here. Um, But I I like to end all my conversations with what I call the legacy question. I actually asked you this in the car, and I don't know if you remember your answer, but it was powerful. And it goes like this: If this was your last day on earth, and you knew that at the end of this conversation. You were, you're going to be no more and you were with the people that you love the most, your family, your girls, what would you, what would you share with them and pass on, on all the things that you've learned throughout your life? What would that conversation be like? Kind of just echoing the same sentiment I just gave. It's just like, live your best day. Like, like today is like, it's a gift, you know, and, 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 and crush it. Want, want for nothing. I mean, the whole thing for me, this whole mantra is just being bold right? Yeah. Something good can come from life from being bold. Only something good. Either you're going to get something you don't have, right? Or you're going to continue not to have what you didn't have anyway, right? So what do you lose when you put yourself out there? What do you lose when you, when you swing, right? Nothing, right? I, I went to a basketball camp as a kid and the great Bill Walton, NBA Hall of Famer was there and he addressed the kids and he says, it's not a matter of how many shots you make, it's how many you take, right? <clears throat> so you got to get them up. You got to take shots. I mean, that's why I tell people, for anyone that's like, oh, he's selfies, this great guy, dude, I am a freaking huge failure, right? Like, the, you pull open the word failure in the dictionary, it's my face because I have failed so many times. And consequently, that's why I succeed because I'm just too stubborn to stay down, right? You see, I don't believe in, in winning and losing. I believe in winning and learning. And I take those defeats and I take those hard times and I take those, those challenges and, and, and use them to sharpen my saw and get better. Right. And so, like I said, I've lost a deal, messed up a case every way you could once. 
and I learned from it and, and got better. Fail forward, my friend. I love it. All right. So how can people find you? We'll also get a link to your course and put it in the show notes so people can go right there. But how can people follow you? Yeah, Isilfi and, Taylor. And so you? my name's very unique. Isilfi, think of a selfie like you're taking a photo, put an E in front. Isilfi, that's the pronunciation. Uh, if you Google me, you find a lot of stuff. E S Z Y L F like Frank I E Isilfi Taylor. You can follow me uh, at Isilfi Taylor on Instagram, uh, Isilfi Taylor at Facebook, uh, Isilfi Taylor on LinkedIn. Uh, you can follow me at thetaylormethod.com, uh, taylorbrokerage.com, taylorinsfin.com, all the Just Taylor. Google the name. And here's what I'll do. The good thing is your name will be in the episode. So. As soon as you put E-S-Z in, the, in there and maybe the Y sometimes. Now, let me tell you something interesting. And you know how we have what we call these smartphones. I'm going to tell you how smart these phones are. If you haven't looked at me, looked me up before, when you put E-S-Z-Y into your phone, it's going to autocorrect to sexy light. I'm just telling you, man, these phones are smart. They know what's up. Um, sexy life or selfie, whatever comes up first, man. Um, probably. You'll take you if you go look at the photos. Hey. Or don't do this, please hey. don't do this. Uh, <laughs> you won't see your selfie's face, but uh. yeah, no, yeah, no, but but yeah, no, it's uh, selfietaylor.com. Uh, selfie, I'm out there, but yeah, you'll share the links. But I appreciate. Appreciate your time. Hope uh, this message resonated with the listeners. Well, and listen, man, whether you're in the insurance space or in the financial space or not, you drop so many nuggets. And, and, and really, just in summary, it's win the day. Win the day, be intentional, reverse engineer your goals, and, and make it your best day ever. And you make an intentional decision to do that, and it comes in the way that you show up. And so thank you, man. I'm, I'm grateful that you're in my life, and I look forward to see all the things that you do in the future. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with eSelfie. Man, this guy has is passionate. I hope you saw that. Uh, if you saw the video feed, this guy's uh, smile and passion just, just comes across even more so through... Uh, our Zoom recording. And this is what I would say is I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your biggest takeaway. I would also love to hear if you're in in some kind of sales, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're in um, the life insurance or financial planning space, how you get in front of clients if you have a process. And you can go to betterwealthpodcast.com. You can reach out to me. You can send me a video. I love getting videos from you guys. And and also, if you're, if you're curious and want to take action on the Taylor Method, I will say this. This guy lives it out like firsthand i see i've seen it and he's super passionate about serving and this guy is not just telling you something that he thinks will happen or wrote in a book or in theory this works he's actually living it every single day and it was really cool to see it firsthand while we're on the road him live just a very disciplined life um, while we're on the road so and with that said make sure that you make a commitment today to win the day Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. Make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast player.